Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the founder and managing partner at Story Miners, Mike Weinstein. You can learn more about him at his website, storyminers.com. Mike, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here for the first time. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a new year, Mike. So I thought I'd ask, how's uh, 2021 treating you so far? Oh, what a mixed bag. If you had asked me that the first week of the year, I would have thought, oh my God, you know, how can we have insurrection at the Capitol and all this other stuff with COVID going on? Yeah. It's been a really rough start, but I think everyone's been steeled. You know, they're they're reinforced from all the things that happened. So our capacity to handle adverse circumstances that just appear to handle change, it's way up from last yeah. year. So our expectation is that things are going to be kind of different. So you asked me, like, how am I doing? I'm able to handle more than I ever could before. And I think that's true of just about everybody else. Some stuff wears you down, but you're more resilient than ever before. Yeah. And business is picking up. So that's the real answer to your question. Uh, I love that. I love that response. Um, yeah, the the whole uh, insurrection uh, back in January 6 was quite interesting, uh, considering how 10 days ago, I mean, yeah, about 10 days ago, Nashville explosion just happened. And uh, it's I, I only bring that up because my husband and I were actually on an RV road trip. And we happened to be in Nashville uh, the day of the explosion that took place in an RV. So that was fun um, to get pulled over mm -hmm. by cops thinking that we were <laughs> part of the suspects. But, but they let us go and we kind of knew that was time to leave town. Uh, but so crazy how quickly um, you know, the news, how quickly it moves, you know, and I think if there's anything that 2020 has taught us, uh, just like what you mentioned already is that resiliency, like just knowing that, um, so many things can come our way. And, uh, now that we know that happens, uh, yep. 2021, we can approach with a little more, uh, caution, but I think just, I think excitement overall, just knowing like, Hey, we survived that year, yeah. you know, we're yeah. going to survive this year. Yeah. And I think there's a sense of empowerment that's going on too. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, mm -hmm. like, um, oh, what was the, the folks that, I forgot the name of that. Was it Reddit? Pe people who were on Reddit or something? Yeah, they, going against the hedge the, funds. The yeah. Hedge fund guys. yeah, so yeah. They, they found this new source of power as a collective amongst strangers. Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of positive, there's all kinds of negative. But I think what's what it means to most of us now who are in business, who are trying to figure out what to do next is this. People have new needs. I call them unmet needs. Sometimes clients and you know, citizens, people like you and me, didn't know we needed something before, but because the world's changed, we need to be handled in a different way. We need a new service. We need a new product. And mm -hmm. that's a goldmine for entrepreneurs, for people with a side hustle, and even for people running large corporations and responsible for big strategies. If we pay too much attention to what happened in the past and just trying to estimate where things are going, we're 100% guaranteed that we're going to be wrong. The more yeah. you listen in to what people want and need, the more you strike up fresh conversations with people who aren't like you and who don't buy like you and who don't live where you do, the better your worldview and the more value you can create. So that's what I'm focused on. 
Yeah, I love that. Um, I feel like 2020 uh, made people go in one or two directions. Either they uh, kind of caved in or they leaned in, you know, to I think a lot of entrepreneurs um, and, you know, you're definitely not the first one that I'm fortunate to hear this from is like, you know, 2020 was the year of pivoting and a lot of people actually thrived um, through that experience. Even if, you know, let's say, for, for example, someone in the travel industry, even though it tanked for a while, they still found their way to get back up and provide value. And so um, it's an exciting time to be an entrepreneur, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, scary and exciting. There should be a word <laughs> for those two together. You know, <laughs> I always wanted to figure out a way to put the word anxious and excited together because I feel like that's how I feel at once, like all the time. It's like I'm anxious, but I'm also extremely excited. Um, so I'm going to contemplate uh, about how to combine those words. <laughs> that's called being a teenager. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, never growing up. Um, well, Mike, speaking about you know, kind of uh, focusing on. Um, the fact that people have new needs, especially now in the, in these interesting times. And mm-hmm. it's about uh, helping them identify those unmet needs or providing the solution to the need they didn't know that they had. Yeah. Right. And something I found very interesting that we were talking about uh, offline here is uh, your website. So just, I just want to share this with people. Um, Mike has a section on his website called You Ask and Mike Answers. The website is storyminers.com forward slash Y-A-M-A, as in You Ask, Mike Answers. And I really like your take on this this new thing that you started on your website, because essentially what you're doing is you're asking the world like what their needs are and uh, and you're answering as such. So and tell me, kind of when did that idea come up for you to put that on your website? Well, the idea came up about six months ago, and it was born out of frustration because I was so tired of so many marketing people hitting me up on LinkedIn. Oh, we'll build this great funnel for you. Oh, boy. You know, they get 20 of those a week. And I'm talking to my friends who are trying the service, and not too many people are succeeding with it. Mm. You know, if you're selling a jaw jaw exerciser or these fancy sunglasses or some niche product, where you need to contact tens of thousands of people to sell a few units, it's doing really well. Mm-hmm. But to turn strangers into clients in professional services, really tough. So then I went down the path of looking at you know Google and search and SEO. And basically, you have to pay to learn where your market is before mm-hmm. you get anything. And mm-hmm. I was really frustrated with that too, because it was way too expensive. And a lot of my colleagues are, are not succeeding to the mm-hmm. extent that they would like, if at all, with a lot of the new marketing. It's um, a little spilt milk story coming up here. It's kind of like the gold rush back mm-hmm. in the California and Alaska times. The only people that came out of it really rich were the people who sold boots and shovels. Wow. Wow. Most only a very, very few people. It's like the number of people that make it to professional football, you know, or yeah. women's professional basketball. There are so few of them compared to the masses that start out and try. Mm-hmm. So most of the money is made in the middle. And I just, as a marketing guy, I just, it was pissing me off. It really mm-hmm. was. So I thought, all right, how can I listen to what my customers' next needs are? Because mm-hmm. when I there's no yellow pages category for what we do. I know that's an old reference, but you know the world. I got it. Certain, I caught on. I'm a millennial, but I caught on to the yellow pages. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't fit in there, and most of the you know most of the services that people sell right now don't really fit into the yellow pages. You can't find you know artificial intelligence algorithms in the yellow pages, mm-hmm. or virtual assistant in the yellow pages, or so many other things that people are working on. Right. So then. 
somehow I saw the name Dear Abby and Abigail Van Buren and her sister back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, they started this column on, in newspapers and they syndicated it around the country. So they take private questions mm-hmm. and they turn them around into public advice. And they did it in like this much space. But mm-hmm. it was one of the most read things in the paper. It actually sold more papers. So I thought, all right, how can we do something with that model? So yeah. what we decided to do is solicit questions like you're doing for us right now. Thank you very much. Um, when people ask their questions, we have some cool tech that lets you, you know, watch my video for a few seconds, and then you can click on text or audio if you want to speak your question or video if you're really brave and, you know, send me your video I and that. I will send you one right back in about a minute or two. Mm-hmm. So what that's doing is it's teaching us what the world wants. You know, where are those unmet needs? How are people framing their questions? You know, what is it that they're worried about or that they need the most? So we return around the answers and we're learning over time um, what people are interested in. And sometimes they ask the craziest stuff. I can't give you any specifics yet. (laughs) We've only got about 100 questions in so far, but it's far ranging. Mm. Awesome. I mean, I know, like you mentioned, you uh, probably don't want to reveal too much yet, but is there, has there been maybe a common theme, a general theme that you want to share with us that you've gathered so far in this, um, oh, sure, kind of sure. this pool of um, contacts or pool yeah. of uh, responses? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are asking questions about what's most important mm. or what's the right way or mm-hmm. how can I, or what are the five tips to blank? Mm-hmm. And what I'm learning from that is people are looking for simpler solutions than their problems represent. And that's wrong. You Mm -hmm. can't simplify things when you're at the very beginning question phase. You've got to dig in. You've got to pay attention to your audience. You've got to spend time with your customers if you have some already and meet future customers if you don't have any. You've got to see how they frame the world. You've got to learn how the different parts of what you can do for them stitch into their business, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So if, for example, if you're doing, um, I'll just make something up. If you're doing some kind of cool contactless payment that mm-hmm. works as you walk in the door of your store and that works at the counter and that works online, that touches every part of your business. You don't just need a payment processor. You might need a consultant or a service designer or a web person. It's a complicated thing to add contactless payment into your retail application operation. Mm-hmm. Not impossible. It just touches a lot of parts. So when people ask these super simple questions, it lets me know that um, you know some of the folks I've spoken with are very afraid. Some are really underinformed. Mm-hmm. Some know that they're asking a really simplified question and are just trying to find out who can answer it, like mm-hmm. who's really in the know. So it's a learning journey for us. You know, it's, it's not telling us um, we're not seeing any particular trends, which itself mm-hmm. is a really interesting discovery. Yeah. You know, it reminds me, I'm, I'm just, I'm still fixated on the analogy you gave on the gold rush and how, you know, people were going there for gold, but the people who really profited were the ones that sold the boots and the shovels. And I think that's what you're trying to do today. It's like, people are asking all these questions that sort of say like, how do I, where do I find the gold? Where do I strike gold? You know, but really you're trying to find the unnet need, unnet unmet need to help them find that gold and try to help help them dig deeper in a sense. Am, am I saying that right? Or am I hearing no, that I think right? That, I think that's perfect. And yeah. I'd also say that um, because of the polar communications that we've had in our country, especially amplified by social media recently, mm-hmm. and you, you get into this little ecosystem, your, your own little bubble or cocoon, if you will, of messaging, people tend to have uh, this broad need and they focus it in to like one phrase. 
Mm-hmm. I need a blank. Mm-hmm. You know, I need um, a, a gardener. Well, you won't find hedge trimmer. You won't find, <laughs> you know, lawnmower person. You won't right. find, you know, full service yard care. All you'll be listening for is that one term. So mm-hmm. a lot of people have, buyers have artificially limited themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because the middle's getting in the way. So I have a really strong opinion about this. The folks who are supposed to be giving us the best information are slowing it down on purpose for profit. Wow. Why is it so hard for buyers to find the right sellers? Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard for sellers to find the right buyers? Mm-hmm. Well, the people who sell the shovels and the and the boots, you know, that the marketing are slowing things down so that they can make money on the way to doing that. And that's very frustrating. So you've got to kind of play There's a very difficult game to play right now, which is how can you afford to grow? Mm-hmm. You know, most of the folks that are, are trying are failing and they're not talking about it, in my opinion, at least yeah. the ones that I've been talking to. So it's a real challenge for folks right now. There is no get rich quick. There's no simple way to do it. And trial by failure is not really a strategy. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a great thing to say, hey, don't quit, keep trying. But it's also one of the most expensive ways that you can learn. Yeah. Wow. So, have you got, can I interview you? Do you have an answer for that one, Jen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, I feel, um, I feel angry in a sense. I feel upset that like, why are we being withheld certain information to succeed? And like you said, it's a profit thing. And it's like, but does it really profit? Maybe it profits one person, but does it really, is that really like a good long-term goal? Will that last for so long? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it should be we, not me, but we've got Mm -hmm. so many takers and they're making it hard for the makers, Mm -hmm. which I'm very angry about. I'm not happy with that at all. Yeah, I'm upset with you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> let's turn it back around. Let's talk about puppies, okay? <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to puppies. Uh, let's go back to gold. No, um, no, I, I think, I, you know, obviously we're not going to uh, solve that today, but I think it is worth contemplating about and and kind of looking at um, looking at that more with a, um, I guess with a with a more magnifying lens and really unpack that more. But again, you know, we don't have the answers today, but it is worth contemplating about, I think is what we're uh, trying to say here, uh, which I think, you know, even I'm, even I'm kind of lost here for a second, <laughs> um, but let, let's go ahead and, and move ahead, Mike. Um, in the meantime, while our listeners are probably like taking a pause as well, uh, but let's move on here. Um, so Mike, you are the, um, you know, you are the founder of Story Miners and today the managing partner. Um, I know we talked a lot about the this specific page you ask and Mike answers, but let's get a little more specific. What is Story Miners about? Ah, I'm glad you asked. Thanks. So you can tell from the name that we have a, a superpower, which is getting at the core of an, a leader's or a company's story. And mm-hmm. once you understand what they're all about in their own minds, you can then find out what clients are all about. Mm-hmm. And you help them to see where those little Venn diagrams kind of overlap. Because what we do best is help people figure out how to be best at what their clients want most. Mm. Here's the switch. We have we have two little things that we do that are different. Mm-hmm. The first one is that we get our clients to see themselves from their client's perspective. Mm-hmm. When you see what your clients are trying to do and you realize that you're part of doing that, all of a sudden you go, oh my gosh, my job's not to get clients. My job's not to make money. My job is to create value for my clients. Mm-hmm. And if I do that well, then I get to keep some value. 
Mm. kind of makes sense. So the idea is you dedicate your firm to the outcomes that you're promising to your client. And that one little twist on things has created, at least among my clients, about $2 billion in value because they get like locked in and they zero in on what their clients want the most. Now you know why I'm so frustrated by the advertising thing. They just make <laughs> it so hard to do that. All right. So that's one thing that we do. And the other thing that we do, Jen, is we mm-hmm. tend to create um, pictures of the future using a story. So instead of just saying, hey, we're going to be 10% better next year and we're going to open this new division east of the Mississippi, it's more like, all right, imagine it's nine o'clock in the morning, you wake up and we take them through a story of the day in the life of the future from mm-hmm. their perspective as a frontline person or a manager or a shareholder or a client. And we work with the leaders to figure out the details of what do they have in their mind and what is that going to be? We call it a future story. Mm -hmm. But when people can step into a replete, a detailed, a vivid picture of what their future might be, they bring their experience, they bring their emotions, they get excited, and they start making it happen. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, you have to change, and what you've been doing isn't good enough. Those are the kind of messages that so many people share. And it's not out of bad intent. It's just that was what was done to them when they were kids or growing up as as aspiring leaders. So this idea of switching things around and showing the story from the future's point of view, it just makes things happen so much more quickly and easily. You know, one of my uh, favorite quotes that come to mind, I think it's by Zig Ziglar. And so hopefully I'm quoting the right person, but it goes, if you help enough people get what they want, uh, you get what you can get what you want. And I like how you said that if you help you help your clients, help them uh, see their client's perspective. And if you're able to accomplish that, you can get some value in return. So it's really this um, win-win-win situation, mm-hmm. I think, on all sides, the client, yeah. your client yeah. side, their clients, and also uh, you as a company. Yeah. You know, in Zig Ziglar's um, phraseology, it was a little bit about hope, you mm. know, just like do well, you know, serve others first and yours will come like the meek will inherit the earth. Mm-hmm. I think you need to be a little bit more focused on your side of the equation. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to make money. If you don't engineer your business to make money, you won't have a business. You won't mm-hmm. be able to help people in the future. So it's important to curate that. All I ask my clients to do is think about clients first and then turn the financial screws and figure out once you know how you're going to deliver value to your clients, then find the most efficient way to do it and have mm-hmm. open conversations with your clients because there might be things that they can do for you, like a brand new currency. They might be able to help train your people. They might be able to give you introductions. They might be able to make your operations easier by changing their behaviors. So when you think about it in terms of an everybody wins point of view, everybody wins. Mm-hmm. You know, the client gets more value and you can have more profit at the same time. You don't have to screw the other person in order to succeed. It's really about we, not me. Yeah, I really love that attitude. And I know that uh, you've been in the space of uh, helping advising leaders and their teams for three decades now, um, mm. basically as old as me. <laughs> And uh, you have a very um, vast uh, clientele, very impressive uh, clientele, a uh, client client roster. Mike here, AT and T, Adobe, Apple, Chick fil A, Delta Airlines, Holiday Inn, IBM, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so, can you give us uh, out, out of all of those, or maybe uh, whether you're working with a new client, um, walk us through that process. Let us know, like maybe, like I said, whether it's a recent client or your favorite of all time. Um, tell us that that sure. the process you go through with them to you know kind of make that transformation. Sure. You know, I'll start with the word transformation. With every single client, I'll meet with the leader and we'll have a couple of discussions. Mm -hmm. 
decide once we decide, you know, what's the money that we're going to get and what's the outcome or the deliverables you're going to get, we talk about a few things. Mm-hmm. One of them is the learning effect that their team is going to have. So mm-hmm. we talk about specific people on our team and on their team, and we figure out what are they going to learn and what are they going to be capable of? Because what you learn today is what you can do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The other thing we do is we talk about the kind of experience the client wants their team to have. Because we're usually working with more than one person at a time, unless it's just you know one-to-one or a, a quick board intervention or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, they often use our techniques to model some of their own internal behavior. So we might show them a different way to do brainstorming, a better way to do experience design, something like that. Well, we've actually targeted that as a kind of a transferable behavior, and it becomes part of their experience. Mm-hmm. The last thing I tell leaders is that we're not going to go 100% of the way. And they go, what? I thought you were the best. I want you to do all of this for me. I said, hang on. And what we'll do is work with them to go about 90% of the way, mm-hmm. because it has to be the people in the organization of the client. The frontline folks that go, oh, that's a really cool future story. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? I think we could do this with it. As soon as they start like bringing their own energy and ideas to it, we let them finish because that's what gives them ownership. And that's yeah. also where word of mouth stories happen. So that, that was just the overarching thing that I wanted to share with you. I can do more detail if you want, but those yeah. are the things that I thought were the most interesting from how you we work. I- it's different. I like that a lot. I like the take on, uh, we're, you know, we're not going to go all the way. We'll help you get maybe 90% there, but you have to kind of complete the 10%. You need to finish it. And I like how you said that you're allowing the team to own it, you know, so they they can take themselves over the mm-hmm. finish line in a sense. Yeah, it builds so much confidence. We even have a principle in running our business and we, we list those on our website as well. I think it's under the DNA at the bottom of the page. Mm. Um, but one of the principles is never, dis- we will never, they always start with, we will always, or we will never, because these are rules we never, ever break. Mm-hmm. We will never steal the discovery experience from our clients mm. because we know that that's where they buy in. And when you talk about a transformation and you use that word a little bit ago, and you ask the question that I'm taking so long to answer, um, transformation needs to start right from the very first day. You mm. can't like do a lot of research and then come back with findings and do brainstorming and do project management, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the day, you're transformed. Transformation is a human experience. It's a mm-hmm. profoundly personal and human journey that you're on. Each individual is on by themselves. Mm-hmm. So we curate that like an experience to make sure that people can make comfortable graduated steps and decide for themselves that this is the right thing that they want to do. Because it often involves a little bit of change in roles and responsibilities. And, you know, the thing is that everybody on the front line or that's in the first group or cohort, if you will, mm-hmm. has to be an ambassador for the next one. So if we teach that behavior of you need to figure this out, you need to make your discoveries. And when you're excited about it, that's what begets their story to the next level and the next level and the next level. So we engineer that in. And our name is Story Miner, so we know how to do that. I love it. Mike, it sounds like you have a lot of fun with what you do. It's a blast. I would not work for another company. <laughs> I love it. Well, Mike, we do have to wrap up here, but before we go, I just want to make sure I covered all my bases. Anything else you want to share with our listeners who are small business owners and entrepreneurs? Um, let's see. Uh, well, I, I have a quote that I've used for a long time, and I think it still applies. Um, no matter how hard you try or how much you spend, your brand can't be any better than what your customers experience. So in your head, if you have a great company, wonderful, but do your customers think that? 
What are you doing every day to put clues into your customer experience so that they award you the brand that you think you are? Because you don't own your brand. Your mm-hmm. customers award it to you every single day. So every day you need to earn it. Wow. On that note, Mike, it's been such a pleasure having you here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you for being so thoughtful with the questions. Oh, you're welcome. It's what I do. Um, And again, to our listeners, this is Mike Wittenstein. He is the founder and managing partner at Story Miners. You can learn more about him and his company at storyminers.com. Also remember, um, if you want to ask a question, you can also visit uh, You Ask Mike Answers at storyminers.com forward slash Y-A-M-A. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.